0: Uh, giving you a chance to win in association with the Orgelon Hotel in the last hour. I told you about the Orgelon Bistro as part of the Orgelon Hotel, and it's a beautiful area. And lovely staff, I must say, they have their own kitchen there and all that goes with it, and they're there to look after you between 12 noon and 9pm uh, every day, so they are right through until then. And the Ordalon Kitchen also offers some just afternoon tea daily from 2pm to 4.30pm, but to celebrate, to celebrate, what are we celebrating? We're celebrating the fact that they're doing a great job up there. All you have to do is send the word ordelon in and do so straight away to 086 38 33 3. That's 086 38 33 3. Just the word Ordalon, And somebody out there will be winning themselves a bistro lunch for four people to the value of 100 euro and you'll, you will leave full to the gills, so you will, guys. It's actually a lovely place to meet somebody and just uh, grab something to eat, catch up or um, have that meeting and or otherwise as well. And there's plenty of space there. So, again, just send the word order Send it in straight away, please. 2086 33 553 and do so straight away. Now, the whole farmer situation, I'm trying to decipher between Ordolon and the farmers. And um, there's an equal amount of text coming in. No, there's more coming in, so there is for the... Um, for the the only thing the farmers um, me th- sorry, the only thing farmers will do is bring the poor working people um, to a standstill. Keith, today they have to stop and they have to go somewhere else. Uh, morning, Keith. I fully agree with that bus driver. This is going to be chaotic. Uh, can that farmer please explain why the only spring onions I can buy in the supermarket are coming in from Egypt? Uh, Keith, fair play to the farmers for standing up for themselves. Perhaps the rest of us are too complicit. Well done to the IFA. This caller said, to, and another caller said, "To hell with the city, the city slickers, city slickers and townies think they have it all for themselves." Uh, the farmers have to protest. We 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 have to. Uh, Good morning, Keith. This caller said, "Fair play to them." I joined Acres last December and still haven't gotten paid. It's absolutely ridiculous. And um, well done to the farmers, Keith, and uh, they deserve to protest uh, from there. And Keith, I'm one hundred percent behind. The farmers, imagine getting beef in from Brazil and Eamon Ryan trying to cut the herd for climate and he's flying around the world himself, so he is as well. So it's 50-50 there, guys. Phone a friend, but they're starting at 5 o'clock today in Greelishes uh, in Carlmore. They're going to make their way into town along the route that I told you, uh, coming straight in, so they are to the um, coming in and then they're going to turn left to the Trappers and then they're going to come down uh, through Wellpark in Lacotolia. As of now, they're going to go around the docks, up Merchants Road and Inter Square, and onwards from there. That, that is the plan. As we speak, that is the plan. Uh, if it changes, Stephen Canavan will get back to us. There is going to be horrendous traffic. I can tell you that much right now. So either get into town and get settled or get out of town early uh, before they arrive. If anything changes, and I know John is in discussions with them outside, if anything changes between now and 12 midday, we will keep you fully in- informed from there. Fully informed. And again, if you want to get comments in us, 91 seven Now, this is a big weekend, so it is, for the Galway International Rally. It's uh, taking place, so it is, from the 2nd right through until the 4th of February. It's a major, major event, and I'm joined on the line by um, Gary uh, Leonard, who's the clerk of the course as well, and he joins me on the line. Gary, good morning to you. Good morning, how are you? Good, you have a big job this weekend, so you have, Gary, and um, bringing you a lot of people into town for the... Um, holiday weekend.
1: Yeah, we have indeed, it, John. Um, it'll be a busy weekend and it's all kicking off from tomorrow with um, scrutiny in the Galway race course from one o'clock and then we have a ceremonial start in Air Square where we'll be bringing in about 30 cars to walk with the start ramp outside the Skeff in Air Square at eight o'clock tomorrow
0: evening. And just take me through... Um so that's tomorrow evening then that brings us up to tomorrow evening and then take me through Saturday and where the rally is going to be and where there will be road closures.
1: So on Saturday um, the cars will be leaving Park Ferme in the Galway race course and they will be going into Galway airport for a quick service in the morning and then they're going out to Headford area where they will do two stages. And then coming back in for service into the airport and back out then to Headford again to do three more stages. And that will be repeated again. So there'll be um, eight stages tomorrow in the Hedford tomb area.
0: Saturday you mean?
1: Oh sorry on Saturday I mean sorry no, Saturday it's
0: okay. yes. It's okay no I, I'm I'm here to help you I promise you Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there'll, be eight, there'll be eight stages there so they will. Uh, so in and around the Headford area and there will be road closures have have most people down there been told?
1: Yes uh, there will be road closures and so all the residents on the stages have been PR'd. We've called to them three times and we have been liaising with them since October And we have residence liaisons that are looking after each stage. So they're facilitating the residents on the stages to get in and out um, during the stages.
0: Um, And then Sunday, take me through Sunday.
1: So Sunday, again, um, they will be leaving their race course, going out to the airport for service. And then we have two stages, Munave, Colemanstown on Sunday. So they'll be doing uh, Belleville stage and Colemanstown stage, which... It'll be coming out in Monave and then they'll be going back into service on Sunday, and that will be repeated. That'll be done three times, right. and then the finish ramp it will be in the Connaught Hotel at four thirty on Sunday evening.
0: And do the is is the airport full for service? So for Monavay, uh, Colmanstown is the service in the airport as well.
1: Yes, sir, service is in the airport uh, airport both days. Wow. Good, so yeah. Centralized
0: service, yes. yeah, because I know in the past you take a mart somewhere or something and you try and set up a service area there, whereas now if it's all in one area, it makes it easier for you.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely it does and it's an ideal venue, the airport is, and it's um, centrally located for both days, which is great.
0: And viewing points then, where's the best place for people, um, Gary Leonard, to go to, to be able to be a spectator?
1: Um, Well, the programmes are on sale and the maps are in the programmes for each stage. So there'd be a good few um, good locations on each stage where there'd be good access and they would be the main points on each stage.
0: Okay, so if they pick up the programme then it's available. Is it available in most good um, bookstores or shops now?
1: Oh yeah, it's available in all Coral nationwide and there is a number of outlets in Galway City and County that's um, selling them. And the list of the programme outlets are on our webpage, um, www.govemotorclub.com.
0: And can I ask you just in relation to, I mean, I know Ireland has good representation. Are there many coming in from abroad for it?
1: Uh, We have a good few crews from the UK, so we have, and um, Northern Ireland and Ireland itself, yeah. So we have a good entry, a very good entry, and there's a good quality mix in the entry, so there is.
0: Uh, and I take it they're all staying in the Connacht Hotel then, are they?
1: Um, there's a good lot of them staying in the Connacht and uh, hotels around Galway City. Yes, there's an awful lot of hotels fully booked out. So there is, and we would have a lot of rooms for our volunteers as well. So the accommodation is very scarce at the minute in Galway.
0: So it's a great a great lift for the economy in Galway then?
1: Oh, it is. Um, the weekend of the event is... It's estimated to be worth about £5 to the local economy, Galway City and County.
0: That's a lot. and uh, So the Connacht Hotel then is where the finale is going to be. And is that then where the celebrations are going to be and the presentations and um, the fun that goes on until about 9 o'clock on Sunday night, of course?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. The Connacht Hotel is our um, headquarters, so everything will be happening in the Connacht. From driver sign on to the finish ramp will be in the Connacht on Sunday evening. So that will be the hub of activity for the weekend.
0: Good, good, good. So it's, it's all good, so it is uh, moving forward. Um, and, and so just to come back again then, so tomorrow then Friday, um scrutiny is gonna be from twelve to seven. That's taking place in the race course, and then the ceremonial start in air square at half seven tomorrow night. And then on Saturday, Park Verma out seven forty-five, and then service at seven fifty five Galway Airport. And then it continues then. So it'll be around Headford Kilcoon at that general area from there. Yes, correct. That's right. Super duper. And um if you don't behave yourself, you know, Marie Donahue will give out to you, don't you know that girl? And if <laughs> I she, do. Please, if
1: she misses I know that
0: if she misses a good cut at you, Joel come up the rear <laughs> so you will drive in the bus. So just make sure that you keep an eye on the uh the Donahue crew if you don't mind.
1: I really, I know. They're keeping a close eye on me so they're and keeping me in mind so
0: they are. <laughs> they're. They said there's need to, all right, but they, 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 that's it. Listen, Gary, good luck to you. Thanks for joining us. Gary Leonard, they're a clerk of the course, and we wish everyone a safe motoring weekend. And God above it brings back great memories when the Stat Oil. Oh, uh, the, Competition was on as well, all of those times, but uh, it brought back just great memories, so it did, uh, of those. A quick commercial break, we're back just after these. Morning to you. Now, very good morning to you. We've uh, two pairs of tickets, by the way, to give away to Hallamore in my column. We spoke yesterday to Mary Duffy on this one. And the drama that's going on there over the weekend, I don't mean drama there, it's drama that they're performing over the weekend, we've got two pairs of tickets to give away. So if you fancy winning those and you want to win them and you can collect them here before... Uh, the farmers' um, trip tonight or you can do so over the weekend as well. Uh, just send the word "My Collin" straight away, just my Colin straight away uh, to the uh, text line 86, 38, 33, 553. Just uh, we were talking earlier on um, in relation to the novena. we were talking to Heleno O'Shea there from there. I didn't want to put it to her, but uh, it, it strikes my mind, and um, what's the story with Father Tony Flannery? Uh, He sent me a lovely message uh, during the week, a very heartfelt message, I have to say, but what is the story? I mean, I'm going to make a few phone calls on it today, but he was synonymous with the novena. Is there any forgiveness in the Catholic Church at all, of which I'm a member and I'm very happy to be, and a practising one, but is there any forgiveness in relation to what he did, which was very little at the time, he only spoke out, but I'm just wondering, can anybody make a difference? Can our own bishop, can any other bishop make a difference? After Father Tony, and just make a decision. Get the Vatican to make a decision. Communicate with him and just take him out of his misery. Lecture over. But I will, um, I will make a call on it, I promise you. Anyway, let me move on today because I want to go to the wonderful Dave O'Connell John's here from the Conic Tribune and uh, today. Dave Morning to you how are you today?
2: I'm very well, Keith, and I couldn't agree with you more on, on uh, Tony Flannery. Uh, I mean, do you know, half the stories we do are about the lack of priests around uh, yeah. the, the diocese. And here you have a man who, it, one of the most wonderful, kind and caring human beings that I've ever come across, and uh, he's not allowed to practice. It, it's nuts, no, but...
0: and he sent me a lovely note during the week, so he did a very yeah. emotional note that he sent me. And it kind of went out of my head when I was talking about the novena. But I'm going to make a few phone calls. I'm going to get on to yeah. a, a few people at this stage now, uh, this weekend. Just see, can they just say yay, nay or otherwise? Or just, Pope yeah. Francis, let him get it sorted out. Anyway, come here to me. you have your full Connacht Tribune today. But you have a fascinating story about a man that I know very well, Leo Halacy, who will be known to many for his dedication to the environment and the work that he's done. But this is about the sister that he never knew about uh, until he was 78.
2: Yeah, it's extraordinary as you say loads Beautiful. of listeners will know Leo or they will they will know of Leo at least but for those that don't he's the last 50 years living in, in Connemara and he's he's best known as one of the founders of the Connemara Environmental Education Centre there yeah. behind things like the Connemara Bog Week and Sea see but this story has nothing to do with that because as you say Leo was blissfully unaware that he had an older sister until he was 78 years of age and Ellen his sister uh, was by then 93 having lived her life in New York now he almost casually mentioned this to Judy Murphy and when she went back to him, he was more than happy to talk about it. I—it I, It is a wonderful read and I couldn't be, even begin to do it justice, to be honest with you. But this really, his world changed on St. Stephen's Day just over three years ago when he discovered that his dad had fathered a little girl who had gone to the US with her mother. There's more in the background than that and it's all in the piece. But Leo all his life thought he was from a family of three, not a family of four. But he spoke with his sister He met his sister, as you can see from the fantastic Mm. and very emotional pictures with the piece, and he got to know her very well. Now, um, Ellen died uh, last November, and that's the end of that part of the story. But it is an incredible story, and as I say, there's so much more to it than that. It's over two pages today.
0: It's just, I could see it on the big screen, so I could, I really could, Dave. Uh,
2: Absolutely. The article you know, I'm to be talking. To with you, Keith, I could see, uh, I was only said this to Judy yesterday, it's not one movie. There's actually uh, at least a trilogy in this, there's so much in the story, it's incredible. It's,
0: it's amazingly written as well. Kamir, you're also profiling a new dad. It's a Goldway band that uh, looks destined for great things. You have them on the front page on inside as well. You are predicting great things for this band.
2: Well, it's, to be honest with you, it's not even us. I mean, my predictions of what's going to be big in music now wouldn't carry an awful <laughs> lot of weight at this stage in my life, I have to say. Um, but uh, the BBC are predicting great things for them. The Guardian newspaper predicting great things for them. BBC are playing them off the air at this stage. And their debut album, which is called Madra, which I think is brilliant because half of Britain, all of Britain, won't know what that's all about. But yeah. Madra came out this week and they were home uh, for an in-store gig in Chicago. But they also sat down with Denise McNamara to discuss this whirlwind rise to the top. Uh, they're a four-piece, as I say. Uh, lead singer, guitarist, songwriter Julie Dawson is from Nopna Cara. Uh, Fia Parslow is from uh, Carla Strand. They've known each other since they were four because they went to primary school together. Uh, Sean O'Dowd is the guitarist. Not Sean O'Dowd in dingling for another generation, but this Sean O'Dowd uh, is from Salted. He was the year above them in the jazz and their new bassist is Cara Joshi. She's from London, but her Irish roots are in Mayo and in Limerick, and she's with them for the last year. So they tell the story Uh, over two pages some great picks as well from the in-store appearance Uh, it's their only appearance in Galway, unfortunately this year because they have a big big tour and a big year ahead of them so uh, not me saying it but loads of others new dad the ones to watch for 2024
0: absolutely now your lead story is another spate of rural burglaries as well
2: yeah, you know about this, uh, Garthie? Not ruling out the possibility the same gang is yeah. behind the whole lot of them, uh, because there was thousands of euros worth of jewellery, and it was specifically jewellery targeted uh, in these break-ins, which you know even to me uh, appear to be very similar in nature. There uh, near Dunmore, are in Dunmore uh, near Tum, uh, one in Caltra, and this is after another spate in the last couple of weeks that targeted my lock just before the Christmas, Carlow strand, uh, Belclare, uh, more recently than that. So, Gardy are looking Looking for the public's help to solve these crimes, but to be honest with you, it's also a warning to secure your home, particularly if you're in the quieter parts of the county.
0: Absolutely, now, not a great weekend for Galway hurlers or the footballers either, but there's a, yeah. a, a quick chance to make it right.
2: Yeah Hurlers hosting Westmead after their Walsh Cup final defeat to Wexford in fairness them an understrength team and it's uh, probably little more than a uh, than a pre-season the footballers are heading off to face their neighbours Rosscommon after a bad beating at home to Mayo last weekend. I say John Marley hasn't stopped smiling yet but um, no. there's no th- th- there's nothing really won uh, between January and February but so it's early days far too early to panic but this is a chance to get things back on track both games previewed as well as last uh, weekend's games uh, reviewed Uh, loads as well uh, on the announcement of Galway's club Camogie All-Stars for 2023 and a couple of pages on Shamrock's Camogie celebration and plenty more in sport as well it's kind of the more social time of the year maybe that's what was wrong with the footballers they thought it was a social occasion rather than uh, the first round of the league who knows
0: and uh, what else have you got for us Dave? The paper is full I have to say
2: well, it is. And more than yourself, uh, uh, Hope for Liam, uh, the fundraiser, uh, ongoing fundraiser in aid of Liam Davern, for those that didn't hear earlier on, Leam seriously injured uh, in an accident uh, last October. This is phenomenal. It just grows and grows and grows with events almost every week. And they're past 100,000 uh, in their fundraising already. Uh, last weekend, it was hurling on the road and we have loads of uh, photographs from that. This weekend, as as uh, you were uh, dealing with a, this massive auction Uh, with loads of things, signed jerseys, vouchers, but unbelievable items. Now, to be honest with you, if you offered me four Taylor Swift tickets, I would say thanks, uh, but we'll go for a pint instead. But I know they are like gold dust uh, and the notion that they have four of them is extraordinary. I I wouldn't have any problem with the Bruce Springsteen tickets. Uh, Those there there as well. So all of that uh, covered over a couple of pages. uh, Plenty of court, I have to say, over four pages uh, and a focus on motoring over 13 pages. So if you're going to change your car... uh, you'll know where to go and of course there's a, a piece on the big shock news of the week, a decision of one Keith Finnegan to leave the <laughs> hot seat on this very station uh, I, I want to say Keith, we'll talk many times before your departure and many times after your departure but I want to say, look a really sincere thanks for all of your support and all of your kindness for, for so many years and, and the best of wishes, this is not I know you too well uh, the notion of you putting your feet up is just no. impossible to imagine so uh, end of one chapter start of another chapter and i'd say there's about 15 no more than leo halisey's story i'd say there's three <laughs> movies in this to come uh before you're finished on a jet but, well, we'll, we'll uh, so make, that's covered as well today
0: we'll make them together listen to me probably let you go um we have a lot of support here hi keith do make the calls today wouldn't it be brilliant to see father tony at the uh, novena he was always part of it lovely gentleman Uh keith you've res- i've restored you've restored my faith in you Oh, thank you. Uh, Make that call in relation to Father Tony Flannery. It's about time he got clarity. Uh, Keith Father, well, it, Tony Flannery, yes, is a gentleman. It, it is East.
2: Keith, and uh, you know what, I'll tell you, I, I, I still, I remember Tony, I know Tony, and I remember him fondly for many reasons, but uh, he, he celebrated the uh, funeral mass of my predecessor, John Cunningham, mm. and he is the most wonderful, kind and caring person, and the fact that he spoke out in the first place was because he is so sincere and because he will always say what he believes, um, but I, I, I Do you know what? I I think people would return to Mass if they knew that Tony Fannery was saying it.
0: Absolutely. Dave, we won't solve it today, but I'll make make a few calls afterwards, so I will. And thank you for everything yourself. And, uh, oh, we'll be having sparkling water, so we will, on the 12th of, of April in Studio One. Oh, we'll be spilling it all over the place, so we will. There'll be nothing stronger, not at all. Five past twelve. Um, now, though, let's move on today. And thanks. By the way, the, the, the some lovely photographs in the county Tribune today as well. Just, just, just pick it up for God's sake. Just do it online, or just pick it up uh, from there. Now, though, let me move on today because I want to go to Colin uh, McGrath, who joins me on the line today. Then we'll got to some lovely music. So we are. So stay tuned for that um, uh, today. But Carl McGrath joins me because. Um, Again, he's a major fundraising. Kyle's mountains are running for Cree, and he joins you on the line today. Kyle, good morning to you. How are
3: you doing?
0: Do you love a little bit of? Uh, do, you, are you, do you love a challenge, Kyle? Is that really what you're up to now? <laughs> I can't
3: stay away from the challenges. Yeah, um, absolutely. Why not? So just t- test yourself as as much as you can, and um, you know, and see see how you get on with it. So yeah, that's why I'm looking forward to the weekend.
0: So, the Brecon to Cardiff Extreme is a mountain running version of the classic Brecon to Cardiff Ultra Marathon, which is now in its 10th year. Explain it to me in, in simple English. What are you up to, Devilia?
3: Yeah, so um, early on Sunday morning, we're going to be getting a bus from uh, central Cardiff up to the Brecon Beacons, so the major mountain range there in, in Wales. And um, yeah 70 odd kilometers or so uh away will be dropped off and then the idea is to get back to cardiff um so yeah it'll be interesting it's um got a nice amount of elevation 2600 odd um but it'll be absolutely amazing in terms of the scenery um you go over one of the highest peaks in south britain called penny fan and um then you've another 10 or so peaks to go. But um, but yeah, I'm hoping for a nice day and um, I'll, I just can't wait to just um, enjoy the experience, you know, and thrive um, on the challenge.
0: Uh, and are you doing it yourself or are there others going with you?
3: An organized event, so there's about 170 uh, participants, but I'm, I'm going on my own uh, myself. Um, which I like to do in order to, to raise a few bob for Cree, right. uh, as I have done previ- over the previous two years. Yeah.
0: I'll go back to Cree in a moment, so I will. But I mean, mm. for me to uh, um, do Crowpatrick once in my lifetime, mine once a day, <coughs> and for you to do 11 major peaks, 75 kilometres at 2,680 metres, I mean, mm. that's some challenge.
3: It is a good challenge. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've kind of worked my way up to it over the last uh, two years. In a way, you know, I've done uh, several of these mountain runs. Um, Lucky enough to go to France to do one in Chamonix and Zermatt in Austria. So I think I have progressively, you know, increased my stamina. And it's all about um, just starting from from your starting point and trying to. increase your, um, increase your fitness, increase your kind of resilience, uh, every time you go out there, you know, so, um, so yeah, I, I am hoping I'll be, I'll be ready for this, as you would do as well, Keith, if you were, if you had two years good training behind
0: you. I suppose, yeah, it, it is about the training and it's about getting it yeah. right, and, and I take it it's about discipline as well in life.
3: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Um, I I just find um, through the physical effort, you know, I kind of gain resilience through it. um, And that's what keeps me going, you know. Um, And the whole reason I am raising funds is because, you know, I I lost my mum a couple of years ago to a heart attack and heart issues. And um, that kind of resilience that I'm getting through the physical effort is definitely helping me work through uh the grief you know so i I find the two of them are working hand in hand for me and um i just want to do something positive in, in her name in her memory and um and and that's that's keeping me going through these challenges
0: Absolutely, but I mean, I'm sure your mom would want you to mind yourself as well. I mean, you, you and I, spoke, <laughs> you and I spoke around November, so we did, didn't we? Around November.
3: Yeah, November. Yeah, I was heading off to uh, Madeira at that stage. Yeah, and, and to, do, you, to do a run over there.
0: You called into your brother, so you did on in on the way home when you left me that evening uh, to get there. Yeah, I hope I he fed you well. Um, but I mean, <laughs> your, your mother—your <laughs> you mother would like you to be um, safe. So just take it nice and handy. Oh. She'd be looking down at you, so she will.
3: Oh, absolutely! No, no. Um, I I know that for a fact. Um, uh, she would want me to be safe, but I I feel like it's kind of um, one of those things. It's it's helping me in terms of growth as well. You know, um, like it is something because you practice it day in, day out, that you do naturally get better at it. And, um, you know, and it's something even that's helped me in terms of mindfulness as well, you know. So I don't see it as as a kind of, <clears throat> yeah, I see it as a challenge, but I see it as, as something to enjoy, really. Um, so it's a pleasure to be up there on these mountain peaks looking around at the amazing scenery. Um, and I just feel grateful that I have the ability to, to go a decent distance because I've put the training in, you
0: know. And um, will you be able to stop and take a photograph and send it home to your, uh, poor, to your poor wife? Uh,
3: <laughs> I'll try and do that for you as well, Keith. yeah. Yeah, um, um, uh, yeah, well in a race like this there is, um, there will be five checkpoints, so at the checkpoints you generally would have a couple of minutes to take on some fluids and some nutrition. And, um, and yeah, take take a photo. But certainly, it, it by no means am I for seventy five kilometers uh, uh, sprinting. it It's kind of just uh, it's an endurance yeah. event really. So you do you do take a couple of seconds or or a minute of recovery when you need to. But the 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 thing is just to be resilient about it and just keep on going, uh, um, step after step, you know.
0: What time will you get back to Cardiff? Do you think? I take I take it you've thought thought it out anyway. But what time will you get back?
3: Uh, well, yeah, I have I have an idea of twelve uh, hours, hopefully, um, so eleven to twelve hours, depending on how it goes. Wow. Um, but at the minute, I'll just uh, yeah, I'm thinking of it as similar to my last race. Um, which I did in about eight to nine hours, except there's another 20k on top. But <laughs> oh. I, I'll, I'll deal with that when I get there.
0: All right. Listen, well done mm. to you. And uh, keep in contact with the Let us know how you got on from there. How did Madeira go, by the way? Was What was the most frightening oh. thing? Was the run the f- most frightening or landing in Madeira Airport, which I've never, <laughs> I've never been, <laughs> but it. I've read enough about?
3: Oh, that certainly is an experience, yeah. Um, but that kind of, yeah... Started me off on a good on a good note actually getting into the airport, but because you see the island so close up and personal when you land, it's kind of crazy. But the, I mean you can see why it's a UNESCO heritage site. um There, it's just a beautiful island. Yeah, and the the run took us over the northeast uh, coast through forests, you know, surfing beaches trails you went up uh hills into tiny uh, villages and yeah it's as i said it's a real experience doing these sort of events you always see something that you you wouldn't have seen otherwise um and and to experience an island like madeira in that way in such a personal sort of way going along a trail of more or less uh, a corner of the island um, was just incredible. Yeah, God. very, very good indeed.
0: How how can they donate, uh, Karl McGrath, money to you for Creek?
3: Yeah, well, if anyone was so inclined, um, and I'd, I'd like to thank thank everybody who has already, um, and thank you, Keith, for having me on the show in November, and John and all your team. Um, but if anyone was inclined to to donate, I'd be really appreciative if uh, they googled "I donate calls Mountain Run." Mm -hmm. I think that's the easiest way and and I'll I'll, uh, come up straight away, my picture will come up and and then they can uh, work away um, and donate. But any little bit helps and um, yeah, just to help along Cree and and just it's a sign of of how appreciative I was to Cree for all the help they gave us as a family.
0: Beautiful, and we have a lovely bit of art that you presented to John and I when you were here and we have it up in the production desk outside and people admire it on an ongoing basis so thank you for that oh, as well. well Colin yeah, McGrath, keep in contact thanks any for joining us uh, today, Colin McGrath there, if you want to get further details go to uh, I donate, put in Cahill's Mountain, uh, Rona and you'll, it, it just comes up once you put in Cahill it just comes straight up from there. There's quite a few texts in today that I'm trying to get my head around uh, Keith, this caller said um, Hundred percent agree with you. Why are you not discussing the cardinal who was convicted last November for stealing two hundred and sixty million euro? And another caller has been on to us uh, today, uh, saying we I, I love uh, Father Tony Flannery and I wish him all the best. And another caller said it's great to hear uh, of a person indeed celebrating a hundred year. The check is lovely to receive, but every milestone year after that is a lousy medal is all you get. They can well afford to give a hundred euro. Uh, with each and every year that one passes and they're not reaching out uh, to too many people to do so and other calls who coming in there Keith uh, please make that call in relation to other Tony Flannery the lines have gone bananas over that now the Orgelan Hotel winner by the way of that wonderful uh, gift voucher indeed that you can use um, for a lunch for four people at the value of 100 euro is going to uh, Shannon Shannon Gillen uh, Headford Road in Galway Shannon Gillen Headford Road in Galway Siobhan will be in contact with you shortly and we'll get that voucher to you and you can go to the Bordelon Bistro and have the time of your life all together quick commercial break with some lovely music next Ah, oh, we have a treat for you on St Bridget's Day, so we have, and it's not to do with the chirping birds at all because Mick Brown joins us and he has a song for Bridget, a new single uh, by Mick Brown, it's a celebration of the Celtic goddess and Christian Saint. And Mickie Aporic with you as well today, we're going to take the, um, how are you today, good to talk to you. Great, great to be here. And uh, we're going to take the song first and then you might tell me the story of the song, is that okay with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, the
4: song is, it's written a few years actually and I, I recorded it and put it out in 2021. But I've re-recorded it now because I felt there was a bit of a it was missing uh, female energy in a way. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you the long story after you want to go yeah. to the song first and
0: tell the you the song scale first and after then you give me the scale and we can kind have of time then to talk right. about the scale. So in your own time, gentlemen. Okay. Mm-hmm.
5: Woman of the earth, the winter it is leaving. The land is giving birth. The birds will soon arrive here. The lambs are in the field. you the springtime it is here you walk the fields and forests over mountain valley plain to a land of adoration singing out its praise the flowers, the fishes, the blackbird in the air. Mother Earth provides for us from her abundant praise. Bridget, Bridget, your fire it's burning bright. from the darkness lead us to the light prayers ran deep as the river rolled along Calling all with ears to hear to join you in your song Word rang through the valley Everyone belonged Welcome to the banquet in the sun. Bridget, Bridget, your fire is burning bright. Take us from the darkness, lead us to the light.
0: Absolutely gorgeous. My God, if oh, I could watch the two of you playing guitars all day long. Well, <laughs> well done, well done, well uh, done. Tell me about the song itself. So you recorded it, but you re-recorded it because you felt you needed more of a female input into it? Or yeah, it? you see, I grew up in
4: kind of, in Wicklow, um, about eight miles from Kildare, so there was a huge influence of Bridget there, really, you know. And so I suppose that's where I kind of picked up on the whole Bridget mm-hmm. thing, it was very strong. And um, so... Yeah, so I, I was at the inspiration of it and I wrote it. I, I love the arty spirituality in a way. Yeah. She's not really clerical type of influence. Like, mm. you see, Bridget, like, I listened to your show yesterday. It was very interesting, actually, talking about the Holy Wells and yeah, all yeah, around yeah. Connemara. And, and, like, she she was before the kind of the Romanization of the church in a way. Mm. So it was really...
0: St. Patrick christened her. Yeah. It's the Catholic Church. You know, it's, it's 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 an amazing story. Yeah, but you've 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 captured it all in song, So yeah,
4: yeah. So see, the song I have it all about in the nature, and, yeah. and kind of in a way, it's kind of like uh, was it, you ever hear of Cardinal Cullen? No, oh, this it, he was around the eight from eighteen fifties. He came yeah. over and he kind of Romanized the Catholic, the church, which okay. was the Irish church was really much based in nature and stuff. Yeah. So Bridget was all part of that. I think that's what people are yearning for today. Like there's a huge resurgence in the interest in Bridget. Yeah. And people are looking for an authentic spirituality that means something in their lives, you know. Um, And so, yeah, so the song, so I wrote the song and I went down to the Bridgetine Sisters in Kildare and they have a place there, kind of a centre, kind of an ecology centre and spirituality and everything. And I went down and I met them and I played it for them and they liked it. Loved mm. it. And so I said to him, look, would it be okay if I come down? D- they do a thing on, on the eve of Bridget's Day every year. They do a kind of a procession. So it would be okay if I make some video. So I ended up, went down, took video footage and made a video of it. Good on you. And I put that out in 2021. And so it's I- got fires and flames and all sorts of... Wow. The real wow. deal, you know. Real.
0: And where did you record it the second time around? So
4: the second time around, I went... I was out, in, out to Axel Grood. He's out in... Um, Sarah Franz Songcraft mm. Studios. So I went out there, recorded it, and I <coughs> for the last couple of years I've had it in my head that I need to get a woman in the in, in the, the song. because genre. it felt a bit like I was being false in some in some ways. That who am I to be singing about Bridget, a man like yeah, and it's just something about her femininity and like leadership of women in Bridget that speaks to people today. I think
0: who'd you get? Who'd yeah. you
4: bring in? Sarah Grealish uh, from Connemara. Uh, she's from. Where is she from? Oh, it's okay. the longest place name in Ireland. I, I,
0: as, a, I as a kid, I used to have to pronounce that. Poorly. Kogadh na Yeah, I remember that. Yeah.
4: And uh, during the lockdown, I was, I went out. Did, I'm not sure if you remember the play and Sheershe.
0: Vaguely, yes. Yeah, it, so, it, yeah. it,
4: was, it was one done by Phoebe.
0: That's right, uh, yeah,
4: Connemara, yeah. and they were out in a field in Connemara, and. They had, it was outdoors and because lockdown as well it suited because mm. you didn't have to worry about the social distancing and all that And but as we went into that place Sarah was in the field and she had a lot of people around her and they had all sorts of tortures and everything and she was singing and it was so moving like it was really mo- like it brought tears to my eye like and a lot, most people there really and I, that was kept coming back to me that image of in relation to the song because mm. I just felt Sarah carries that feminine energy and it's like she comes from a huge line of tradition of women like like Ireland in some ways was I think was a matriarchal society in the Celtic era you know
0: and where is the song available then on all the streamings no no
4: no 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 it's very exclusive <laughs> it's it's uh, just on my website at the moment Mick Brown Folk Singer just but it also be on my YouTube and all the I've yeah, YouTube and stuff okay. like that.
0: So if they just Google Mick Brown. Mick Brown box singer, yeah. Or so then how did you get Porik then to come in from get mucka in the hidden kahole and to play with you today? At a
4: anorm- he came in at an enormous expense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I play a lot with Nile, um, Porig's
0: friend. I think yeah. Nile was in with you a few weeks ago with Porig. So Parag is uh, spends as much time in the studio as I do. The <laughs> there isn't a performer in the country in the county that's not bringing Porrick with him. I mean he yeah. has his own code to the gate now so he his <laughs>
4: Yeah, I I play uh, in in hospitals with Niall in the Gau University Hospital and Merlin Park. Do you? So we, yeah, we play on Mondays in the Gaway University Hospital and. Where do you play? Uh, play in Saint Endesward. Oh, good on you. And then I think it's Unit Four in Merlin Park. So it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great to do God. that. Like and.
0: All right, guys, and I've been
4: admiring their music for a long, long time. Like
0: yeah. the two lads and Paul's guitar playing. Well, his guitar playing is amongst the best. I've yeah. nothing yeah. wrong with your own, by the way. Now is so. well.
4: yeah? Oh Bug. yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I'm actually booked in for lessons. I was <laughs> I was out there in the in the fire, and I said to him, "Any chance you give me a couple of lessons?" So we're <laughs> I'm Where booked
0: in the guitar.
3: Uh, kind of self-taught. I was drumming when I was in secondary school, and the, the lads would never let me play the guitar. Actually, they were always worried I'd break it. Mm. And um. Just got bored of lugging a drum kit around, so I started playing a bit of guitar and then I went on the amp course, It's long
5: oh, yeah, gone but not yeah, forgotten in Galway, yeah, yeah. that was a great course. That was a great course.
3: It really was, it really was. Mm. And Kevin
0: Nicholas was on that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, in the yeah.
3: band hall, yeah, it was yeah. a great course. And then studied in morning there, mm. with Mark, and just kept picking it up from musicians around me. Been lucky enough now to be in a town like Galway where you can make a living playing it, you know.
0: You have, um, you have a very unique style, and I mean, looking at you there, I mean, he makes the guitar just talk. Course, yeah. He does, yeah. yeah I, was, I, I was afraid he'd talk back to me now. <laughs> He's doing
4: ninths, by the way. Ninths. Ninth. <laughs> ninth. <laughs> he, was, he was telling me outside, yeah, ninths. What's ninth? Look, Google it when you go home.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of using, using. Just a little melody trick, just playing the ninth of the chord. <laughs> That you know, uh, in, uh, normally would be the
0: 135 if you had in the nine, just a it's a little lovely talk. Oh, that's I need an interpreter here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Quickly>. <laughs> a bit early in the morning,
0: ninth, I thought, to some sort of, I can't go there. he was up to, but anyway, listen, it's lovely to have you. And if you want to get further details, just put in Mick Brown again folk singer and uh, go to his website and get it from there it's called Song for Bridget guys thanks you for popping into uh, today and again Paulie thanks for coming when are you in next are you in again tomorrow probably yeah, yeah probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe on Saturday I, as well or something. can I give
4: a quick shout out Please to do, yeah. the, all the gang up in Cheshire and go over Cheshire Absolutely, they're, they're big fans of yours, by the way. A lot of people up there, and they're huddled around the radio today. By the way, I you, think any, you, did you you did a show when it opened up first. The official oh, opening. I did a long when it opened first, yeah. yeah but exactly. how
0: many years? That's 30, twenty-five. That's, that's twenty-seven
4: years. or eight years. It ago. is, yeah. I remember one of our residents
0: remembers that and still talks about it. Wow, it was, was great fun, so it was. They're held
4: in great esteem.
0: Ah, there. No, they're, they're they're lovely people. They do great work yeah. up there. You so, you brought back memories. Yeah, but that's God. it. Yeah. How so well, many more memories will come back before I finish up? I don't know. But anyway, there you go, guys. Thanks for joining us uh, today. Now, yet to come in the program, by the way, we have ours to protect. Uh, we're looking at that on today's uh, program. Uh, we also so on that we have Alan Berry. Uh, we also have Culture Corner, so we have uh, Claude Doyle, the keeper of the Folk Life Collection at the National Museum in Turlock in Castlebar. And wait for it, we have more. Music coming the way. Porek Jack is coming the way. Maybe Porek Joyce will hang on to that too. Uh, but uh, Park Jack is joining us indeed all the way from uh, Inishmore today. All that and more to come between on the end of today's programme. Comment lines open on 08-638-33-553. Somebody wants to know, is the farmers blockade? It's not a blockade. It's um, They're driving their tractors into town. Is it going ahead? As of now, yes it is, but I don't know. We'll check in straight away.